If you're interested in raising some capital and moving forward with Velocity, pay attention to this upcoming conversation where I go one-on-one with the JV Queen. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well and having yourself a wonderful day. In this um, upcoming conversation, this was recorded um, a little while ago. I think it was uh, spring uh, that this conversation was recorded. So first of all, before we dive headfirst into the interview, just wanted to thank Mandy Branham and her husband, Larry, for the invitation onto their um, full-time real estate investor show. You might want to check out that uh, show. I think it's on Mandy's Facebook channel. I think each each Thursday, she interviews a full-time investor in the field of real estate and has some wonderful guests on there. Now, here's one of the things I want to do first of all. First of all, um, Mandy, I hope you listen to this episode, and I just wanted to give you and Michael Waugh and... Corey McKinnon. I want to give you guys some some uh, big giant high five. I was scrolling through uh, my Facebook and Instagram over the weekend, and I saw that you guys put on an event out in Ontario where you were training people on the fine art and science of raising capital through joint ventures. So I just wanted to just reach out to you guys, give you guys a giant high five for you know teaching people really good content, teaching people some really good information, and helping people bust through some of the biggest obstacles that you will face, and that's where to find the capital. So in this show, uh, Mandy and I go one-on-one, and we have a conversation. It was We were geeking out, if you will, on, on some raising some capital and presentation skills and some mistakes that we've made, a whole bunch of stuff like that. So it's always wonderful to have a good conversation with a colleague, someone who's doing an amazing job out in the marketplace, someone who's moving forward with tremendous amount of velocity and is wanting to help and share and, you know, inspire the next generation of uh, real estate investors out there. So as I mentioned, this one, we go deep into a couple topics. We go deep into obviously some raising capital. We go deep into um, presentation skills. We go deep into working with investment partners. There's a lot of information there available. We talk a lot about um, attention generating strategies. Now, interesting to note, Guys, I've just been on a a little bit of a tear here in the home studio and the home office of creating some brand new content. You know, maybe I'll just back it up here a second. So it would have been probably about a week or so ago, I was uh, watching one of my favorite TV shows and one of my new favorite TV programs, and that's Ted Lasso. And I was watching something and I saw, it was one of the older episodes, and I saw something like, oh, that clip is just so inspiring. There's just so many lessons that can learn from this and then I slowly started going, okay, well, this one clip, maybe I'll just take this one clip and then I'll teach a lesson around it. And then a, one clip led to another, which led to another, which led to another. And oh my goodness, it was like day upon a couple days have gone by and, and lo and behold, I've come up with a presentation called the top seven lessons learned from coach Ted Lasso on real estate and life lessons or something like that. Still working on the title. But here's the thing is, because of that one video clip that I saw that gave me an inspiration to create a presentation, you guys are going to do get the benefit from that, okay? And then as well, um, another one that just came to me was a client of mine, not yet a client of mine, but an investor out of Red Deer had... Um, So one more presentation I've just been working on as well is I had a video that was sent to me and it was just such a wonderful story on teaching uh, teaching a lesson that I decided to create a lesson around that video that was sent to me, which lo and behold, again, turned into another thing. And then I go, well, I can't teach this without going into the backstory and then teaching this. I almost felt like... um, with some of these recent content pieces and presentations I was doing is I was telling the story about this, but in in order to fully tell the story, I had to go back and write the backstory and then also the forward story. So sometimes my brain just will not shut off. And once the creative process comes in and I get an idea, it just, you know, unfortunately, I just can't just sit down and off the cuff, just, you know, just rip it out here and just do it. I find I can't do that from a standpoint of a couple things. Number one is I have to fully flesh out my thought process. And I, but most importantly, is I feel that I would be doing a disservice for 
the audience if I fully didn't tell the full story or dive deeper into a topic. I always put myself into your shoes. I always put myself into the audience, the person that's going to be listening to it. What's missing? What can I add to it? What questions will come from this? When I teach this, what other things are going to surface? And it just takes me down a deeper rabbit hole to just fully flesh out the conversation, fully flesh out the training. And what it's also done too is it's given me a wonderful practice to keep sharpening this blade, keep sharpening the saw on my presentation skills and keeping things sharp and, you know, come up with new content for you guys. So, so long-winded way of saying there's brand new content coming, which I'm going to share a lot of it in the, uh, on my podcast. A lot of it will be visual-based presentation style. So that'll be on my YouTube channel as well. And as well, I'm actually creating a new program out of all this. So long long and short of all of this, a brand new program has has been created out of this. And it's loosely being termed and called the Real Estate Investor Influencer Program, the Influence Program or the Influencer Program. As you can tell, I'm still working on the title. But this is going to be for something for people that are maybe already have their strategy built out. They know where they're investing. They know the X's and O's. They know the tactical how to buy, how to get a mortgage. They know the tactical, what product they're looking at, the type of product, where it is. They know how to invest. But what they're looking for is how do you take the next game up on your influence? How do you take your game up on building out your YouTube? How do you take your game up on building out a podcast? How do you take your game up on your Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, communication, webinars, um, photography, website, blogs, branding, all that kind of stuff. So those are the resources that are all going to be coming out of that. And essentially, that will take people who are already amazing real estate investors, and it's going to take you up to a completely new echelon. And honest to goodness, nobody will be able to touch you after that. So that is something that is in the works. Stay tuned. More information on that. Okay, gang, with all that being said, um, let's get after it. Let's get right to this conversation. So I just wanted one more time to thank Mandy and Larry for the invitation onto the full-time real estate show. Let's get after it. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Full-Time Investor. I'm enthusiastic Mandy today, uh, host of the show, joint venture queen, I've got my, I, I point back here because he's in another room over that way, but my my personal producer, Larry Brenham, couldn't have the show without him. And uh, today I have a phenomenal guest that I am super happy to be able to say was a mentor of mine, is a mentor of mine, uh, somebody that I continue to turn to to be able to say like, what is he doing and how can I continue to be inspired by him? So I know he's going to bring value to you today. Mr. Russell Westcott, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Mandy, how's it going? It's going good on my side. What time is it with you? 11 o'clock for me? I was just about to say that. I hope I don't have a, a little frog in my throat here. It's a little bit early in the morning out here on the Pacific Coast. We're at, we're at 8 a.m. And guys, welcome here. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to brag for in a second here. We hit five o'clock yesterday. We were at 12 degrees still. And I think we're going to hit eight to 10 degrees out here today. He's done. I don't want to talk to him anymore. (laughs) Our our daffodils and our spring flowers are actually starting to sprout. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to, I don't mean to, uh, to brag here a little bit. So yeah. As I look outside and think, huh, I wonder if the snow will fall off the trees today, if the sun comes out far enough. So it is what it is. That's why I live where I am, you know, and just kind of come up with ways to be able to enjoy the weather. That's all it is. And you, Mr. Westcott, have found ways to be able to find enjoyment in the real estate industry. Introduce yourself a little bit, some of where you've come from, some of the highlights of what you have accomplished and, um, and who you would introduce yourself today as. Well, first of all, Mandy, I just wanted to just acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you for the time and effort to put these shows together. It's a lot of work. And Larry, congratulations for doing all this hard work behind the scenes. It's a lot of work for serving and helping the community. And, and I know some of the people that you take under your wing and you mentor and guide them along. And I just want to acknowledge the, the wonderful job you're doing of providing value and service to the real estate community and helping people along. So I just want to acknowledge that. Thank you. 
Now, as, as, a, as a humble guy from Saskatchewan, when anybody ever asks you, the hardest question to ask is, tell me about yourself, right? It's like, so I deflect and talk about you. So this, the, the really short answer is, I, there's, the easiest way to do is there's nothing really special. I, I was born and raised in small town Saskatchewan. Grew up, uh, took the traditional route of going to university, went, got my Bachelor of Commerce, entered the world of um, prepackaged foods, craft foods, Dairyland foods, Saputo, um, a wine company, learned the ropes on um, selling, graduated from the University of Saskatchewan, moved a whole bunch of different cities, and I took a little detour to do some golfing for about three, four years, tried my hand at professional golf. Uh, failed miserably <laughs> and came back. And then I got bit by this thing called real estate when I saw a, a wonderful person who you and I both know, Mr. Don R. Campbell. And I saw Don present at this at a, at a small conference. And I, I just got bit by the real estate bug. And at that time, Mandy, I was renting a basement suite with a roommate. I had never bought a property in my life, ever. Never, ever bought a property in my life. And that would have been 2002. And from that moment after meeting Dawn, started reading books, getting, I, it's funny, we had this little negotiating game and, and we had this negotiating game and I won the prize and the prize was this report about top investment towns where to invest. And it talked about Edmonton was the place to invest. So I went in there and lo and behold, I was at a conference there a week later. So I went there, I got on an airplane, I met a, a realtor referral who I had, who's, who's one of my best friends and business partners today. He was my, one, my best man at my wedding. And I started, I jumped in really quick. I bought a property, uh, 12719 122nd Avenue. It was an up-down suite of property. So within a month, I had already had bought my first place after meeting Dawn. And... And I made every mistake in the book. That property was terrible. The tenant died in the basement. The upstairs unit sat vacant for nine months. It just, I made every mistake in the book. And I, I sold it. I actually sold that property probably nine, 10 months after. And after all the dust had settled, I lost probably about 700 bucks. And I figured, you know what? I go, I did it though. I took action. I jumped in. I bought, I owned, I sold within one year. And I lost 700 bucks. What a great $700 experience. And then from there, I, you know, I had no money. So I had to learn the process of raising capital from other people. That first property I bought was from a friend and a partner that I, I started working with. And I had to learn the, the process of raising money from other people because I had no money. And um, lo and behold, geez, I, I'm, I'm over 100 transactions now, almost 20 years of doing this. And um, there was a time where for five years straight, I was buying a property a month. So I, for a five-year time frame, I bought like 60 properties. And, and I'm sitting here, and I always usually, if I did this in a live environment, I would take a pause and I would stop. And I'd listen to people's reactions. People, and I, I, then the next thing I say is actually it was one of the stupidest things I could have ever done. Um, because I added way too much, inf uh, way too many assets in too short of a period of time without building the underlying infrastructure to support it. And quite frankly, I actually didn't, I wasn't prepared to own that many properties myself. Right. And that's one of the mistakes I, I see a lot of people do is I see two mistakes sometimes people do. Sometimes people don't do enough and some people do too much. There's okay. usually not, uh, and more people are the ones that aren't doing enough. So, that's a long-winded way of saying I've done lots, I've seen lots, I've been in this business forever, and today I'm just in a really cool space where I'm helping other people grow their portfolio. Yeah, and your passion for real estate continues, even though maybe the day-to-day -day actions around real estate might be a little bit different. So what, what does Russell and his portfolio look like? What's your interactions with your portfolio now compared to when you were crazy? And it, acknowledging 20 years, but kind of giving people that this is what it could look like. This is, you know, do the hard work back here, take the action but that what does a day look like now for you in the real estate world? Well, interesting to note is I, I'm probably like a lot of your watchers and listeners and people on YouTube in the podcast world, probably like a lot of them that I don't, I, even though I'm in real estate full-time, I actually don't do real estate full-time. Um, I actually have structured my real estate side of my business. So I do not have to spend lots of time on doing it. As a matter of fact, you know, on a couple of, on my new construction properties, if I spend 
I hope my joint venture partner is not listening, but if I spend 90 seconds a month on it, that's too much. And it's all by design. It's the way I design my business. So I do not spend a lot of time. Like I don't get involved in big, long projects. I have other people that I have as part of my team. I know my lane about what I do. And that's what I stick in. My lane truly is to help inspire and train people to build a database of real estate investors who I can help and train and inspire to move forward. And out of that group of people, some people might want to invest with me. Some people might want to invest in a project I'm doing. Some people might want to invest in a project that I refer. But at the same time, my own personal portfolio by design is very hands-off. Uh, managers, I outsource the, the, sort, the finding of the property. I outsource all the day-to-day. I outsource the accounting. I outsource the bookkeeping. Everything is outsourced, and I'm the, I'm the owner and the leader of the business. And then what I do is I do other business ventures on the fill my day, if in essence. Gotcha. So then let's talk to my audience who are, uh, you know, even some of the people that are on here, they have some experience in real estate. They're having some success in real estate to be able to be like, oh my gosh, you know, that duplex that I bought, that new construction that I bought three years ago and have transaction on, wow. And now they're going, what, what do I do next? How do I go to the next level? What are some things that you discuss with aspiring investors who are awakened to real estate, but wanting to grow to the next level? Yeah. So here's, here's guys, if you're, if you're at home and watching this, here's what I would suggest you do. Grab yourself a pen and paper, and we're kicking it old school here today. If you're driving or you're listening to this or something else, don't do this, okay? (laughs) What I want you to do is I want you to write down the acronym TEAM, T-E-A-M, okay? So here's here's what I I do when I walk people through a consultation process is um, the first thing we need to address is how much time do you have? Like truly, how much time can you commit to real estate? If you're if you've got a full-time job and you're working for Scotia McLeod and 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 it's already 110 hours a week, you can't jump into a big giant renovation project and go convert a duplex and things like that. It'll be tough. It'll be very tough. So that's the first thing we address is the time, how much time you have and how you're spending your time. Um, the E in the team acronym stands for your education level. Like, what is your education and your experience? Do you have a coach? Do, are you constantly educating yourself? Are you, are you up-leveling your game for what you know between this year and this year? So that's the E. The A stands for your attitude. Like, truly, what is your mindset? What is your attitude to risk? What is your attitude to late nights and early mornings and adding the, a fourth hustle to the side hustles you already got going, Okay. And then the M is money. Like, what access to capital do you have? And then the fifth, so if you actually take the acronym T-E-A-M, it spells team. So then I would ask the question is, who's on your team? So if I take those five variables of your team, your time, your education, your attitude, and the money available, I would stick it into a little bit of a blender and a matrix, and I would come up with a plan what works best for you. Like, let's say it all, and, and usually one of the most important ones, the two most important to me is time and money is the two most important, right? If you have no time and you have no money, okay, your options are fairly limited. So you better educate yourself and have an amazing attitude to learn how to raise capital to be able to help another person. If you have time, no time, but you have money, maybe you want to invest in a joint venture with somebody else. Right. Right. And just and put your money to work for you, right? If you There's have lots of time people. and lots of money, go out, do it yourself. Now get good educated, get a good mentor, have a good attitude, and away you go, right? Yeah. You know, I've been chatting with a lot of people who, you know, maybe they have the time, not really when they put it in perspective, but they're super excited and they are like gung-ho, but I want to do this myself, but I want to do this myself. And, you know, this one gentleman super nicely took his wife like three nights in a row to go view properties of which the last one she said, don't bring me anymore. And I thought, you know, his attitude was really good or his enthusiasm was really good for what this is, but he wasn't in the reality check stage yet to be able to say, you still need to go down this education path a little bit more to free up some more time, even though you have the money to get going. Well, I don't know where I was going with that, but there's a lot of different people that you're, that this time, this team factor 
they're, uh, the balances are probably very different with a lot of people. Absolutely. Well, it's funny. I just shot a video just recently. I just released it on my, my social media on Facebook recently about it was on a, the best advice I was ever given. And truly, the best advice I was ever given was early on was money is required to buy real estate, but it doesn't have to be your money. And so I know that's a little bit of a flippant best advice, but it really hit home for me because I did not have the money. Okay. So then I had to actually learn the process. And at the time when I started doing that, there was really only one person in Canada that was really kind of doing this was an early mentor of mine named Arlen Dolan out in Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, Alberta. And he was the only person that had ever even heard about this whole thing about raising capital from others. So I made it my mission for the last essentially geez, 17, 18 years to study and master that process. And then what I do is as I learn something, I make a commitment to teach everything I learned to others to help inspire others. And I can guarantee, and it's a strong word, but I'll tell you what, from the programs I've put out, the books I've done, the I'm almost 900 public stage presentations I've done over the last 17 years, I've probably... Sorry if this sounds arrogant or things like that, but I probably have impacted tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people's lives to look at things a little differently, to maybe inspire them that, they, yes, you can raise the money to do this, to, to build a portfolio property. And I see the book in your back, in, uh, in yeah, the back that there. One and that one. <laughs> yeah. Joint Ventures in Real Estate. So you are also known as the Joint uh, JV Jedi, a master in our industry. I'd certainly love to have that. Tell me how that came about and how joint ventures really continue to be a cornerstone of your portfolio building of your real estate as it stands today. Yeah. So it, it really just came, kind of came organically. It came organically, meaning I didn't have the capital. So I had to learn this process for myself and there was no really anybody out there. So I just took it upon myself. I, I, asked, I said, the, said the following is, if not now, when? And if not me, who? Okay, those were some questions I asked myself way back when. And, and I, there's nobody doing it. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to learn it. And the best way to hold yourself accountable to doing something is to teach others. Because you get the benefit of something you've learned. You get the benefit of teaching another. So you reinforce it to yourself. But it also holds you accountable that you have to do it yourself. Because if you're teaching somebody something you're not doing yourself, you're being inauthentic in, in what you're doing. Okay, so the more people I taught, the more action I took, and the more people that came to me, I became known as the expert in the in the field, and I started building my portfolio from from that direction. And here's the interesting thing: is as this thing evolved, is that most people find that the money conversation is the biggest obstacle that they they face in this game of real estate. And so that's how I some people come in feeling that I have no money, I can't move forward, I don't have the pro, I don't have the capital. Interesting to note is that's how people come in. When they leave, they leave a completely different, a different person. They have to then invest in themselves. They have to become a different person in order to raise the capital from other people. So it's a conversation about lack of capital and lack of resources. And but really, the conversation comes down to is lack of resourcefulness is really what it comes down to. And you kind of talked about what goes on up here. So what are some of the ways that you get people to uh, to do the work up here that's needed? Well, you actually hit the nail on the head is they actually have to be prepared to do the work. Right. So most people just come in. Most people think that it's passive. They just come in. Teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. OK, no problem. I can teach you till the cows come home. I have. 200 hours of video content that I can teach you. It's not a matter of the teaching. It's not a matter of the content, but it's a matter of the execution against it. So, so let's get right down. So I, and here's an uncomfortable conversation I have with a lot of people is show me your calendar today. And people go, uh, what do you mean, Russ? Show me your calendar. Do you take a planner and do you plan out your day with exactly what your goals are, what your priorities are, and five things you're going to do today to get you closer to your goals. And very few people actually do that. I'm listening. I'm always a student here. <laughs> well, I, I actually do that every single day. And I will write out an affirmation of what I want to accomplish and what my big vision is. And my big vision is I want to impact 1 million real estate investors' lives by 2035 to give them the tools and resources to buy one more property 
by 2035, okay? That's my affirmation, and that's one of my priorities. One of my priorities is to inspire a million people, and that's one of the things why I'm doing this today, and that's why I got up at 5.30 this morning to get prepared, and I did my hair even for today, Mandy. Uh, hang on. Well, I see that. Larry, cue the drum, uh, the drum snare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have that too many, not, not that many tools behind him. Uh, so I've got a, a saying for that, for the taking action. You step, I step, meaning I am right there beside you, but I need you to make the first step and then I'll step beside you. You don't step, I don't step, meaning we can give them video after video here. You can sign up for this program, that program, this program, but you're the one that has to move your feet. You're the one that has to take that, that next step. So how do you get people engaged into the, the next level of action? Hey everyone, sure hope you're enjoying today's episode. Just wanted to take a quick pause in today's show to share with you a real estate investing and financing tip that has helped many investors scale up their portfolio. Data-driven decisions and having a roadmap are two of the most important fundamentals for real estate investing success. When it comes to financing income properties, it is critical to take a strategic approach versus a traditional transactional approach to financing. A transactional approach is when your lender or broker just speaks to you about the deal at hand versus sitting down and helping you with your plans of financing and putting a roadmap together for your next properties. Do you have the critical answers to start, grow, and scale your portfolios? Answers to some key questions such as, where will the money come from to keep acquiring your properties? How do you structure your deal strategically while not painting yourself into a corner with future financing? And how to proactively manage your borrowing power? These are just a few of the key questions you need answers. If you're looking to grow your portfolio and you're looking to structure your financing strategically, I suggest you speak with one of the team members at Streetwise Mortgages. They have helped thousands of investors scale up their portfolios and also get into the game of real estate investing. The financing roadmap is complimentary for every client who works with Streetwise Mortgages. Best of all, on top of the financing roadmap, you'll receive a summary report on the top 18 Ontario markets. Plus, you'll receive a comprehensive deep dive research report on the market of your choice of the top 18. I'm currently looking at one of these reports right now and they are comprehensive and deep data-driven decision materials for you to make the right decision. I highly recommend you take a look at this if you are interested in starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing portfolio. To book a planning session and develop your financing roadmap, email info at streetwisemortgages.com. That's info at streetwisemortgages.com. There will also be a link in the show notes below. Now back to the show. Well, the first thing is, I, I call it a term, is they first have to visualize themselves being there. So I actually would walk people, and it's a, it's a process. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Cameron Harold. Cameron Harold's a wonderful um, trainer. He was the person, I think he was the second in command with 1-800-GOT-JUNK um, with Brian Scudamore, and he, he developed this thing called a vivid vision. And he actually, I believe it was in his book, Double Double, was the first place I read this many, many years ago. But I think he's actually written a new book, and it's entitled, the entire thing is called A Vivid Vision. So what I actually will get people to put themselves into three to five years out, what do they want it to look like? So I envision, they envision what it looks like out three to five years. And then we come back to figure out where they're at today. And now what do we need to do to put a plan in place for you to get there? Like, how is the, the goal planning? What do you need to do? What do you need to put in place? Who do you need to become? And then we actually put a plan in place each year of things you need to do that live up to your vivid vision. And then we bust it down by month. And then I get really tactical with people right down to every single day. What are you doing today to get you closer Today, so you need to do five things today to get you closer to each to to your vivid vision. And if you do the work on an everyday basis, and it doesn't have to be big things, we're just talking simple things. But but you have to do five things a day. And I'm not talking go to IKEA and take out the trash. Those aren't things. I'm talking about things that will move the needle forward. And you do those things every day. And if you win the day and you win more days than you lose in a week and you win more weeks than you lose in a month and you win more months than you lose in a year, 
in three to five years, you won't even recognize who you are. But it's interesting is most people want revolutionary and they need something just grandiose, this big new thing. But it's actually doing the work every single day that gets you closer to what you want to accomplish. And it's not it's not rocket science. You say win the day, and I, I love that. But what about those days that things aren't going in a good direction? And a mental vision that I had for myself, and this was like in the Weight Watchers world, okay? But the context obviously stayed with me was if you have a bad day, if you break one plate in your grandma's china because you carried it the wrong way, are you really going to go and break all the plates? So, you know, somebody has a bad day and they say, that's it. I can't stay on track. You know, I can't, I can't do this every day. How do you deal with one day that has some obstacles, uh, one day that might just not drive the same way? What are some of the teachings we have for those days? Here's the thing is you will not be perfect. So get over it. You're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. So don't let two or three days in a row happen. Right. So that's a simple thing is you everybody can have a crappy day. Everybody can have one. Now, I'm going to give you some strategies on how to get over it. And, and I'll tell you a very real story. I was doing a podcast out somebody down in the States. And, and for life of me, I was prepared. I was ready. But I, it's funny. I just I got flustered. I didn't have some of my numbers and I was babbling on about the, some of the math. And, and I'm usually amazing at the math, like just just like this. Just, but but I just was completely flustered. He asked me a couple questions the same and it just threw me off. And I'm sitting there going. So as soon as it's done, I beat myself up that it was just a terrible performance. Terrible. So here, here's what I, the process I did. I went back. I actually videoed it. I have a camera over here, which I will video it. So I'll analyze and I'll watch it after the fact. Okay. The first thing I did after that was I called three people in my trusted inner circle to talk to them about it. I just didn't let it fester because I'm already beating myself up. I talked to them about it. I explained to them, explained to them what was going on. The next thing after that is I actually took time out. I went and had a meditation. I just took a little break because I was beating myself up. Then after that, I went back and I said, instantly, I'm going to book seven more opportunities. So I went out and booked seven more podcasts to get back on that horse as fast as possible. Okay. And I just don't, you just process it and don't let it fester and don't let the downward spiral momentum keep taking you down. Talk to somebody, instantly review it, go out and book it again, get back on the horse and just keep moving forward. And tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. So you re I realized as I'm listening to you, you became very resourceful because you could sit there and go, there's nothing I can do all, you know, whatever your, whatever your thermostat mindset is, but you pulled out your tool belt of resources and you thought, what can I do in this case right now? So it's, uh, you're awakened to saying, let me call some people in my inner circle, not sit by myself. Let me meditate. That always helps me. And, and I think that's really important. That's the resourcefulness side of things. None of that stuff that you said cost you any money. Yeah. And then there's one other thing that I do if I ever get stuck in a funk and I'm just not doing something. I call it double down on service. I will put a note out to my network of guys um, I want to help. Here's my calendar link. Book a consultation. I'd love to help because sometimes we do. We, if you're if you're feeling a crappy day and you have an appointment that somebody's coming in and they have a little bit of problems and they want some help and support, it just instantly gets you out of thinking of your head because most people's crappy days is because of their overthinking it. If you get into your heart and start serving and helping other buddies, it instantly changes your day of getting into the service. Absolutely. You know what? We are JV experts here. What are some of your, uh, you know, and I don't want to say like magic pills because we know that we're not, we're talking some resources. So what are some resources that you could um, talk to people, share with people about creating themselves to be joint venture experts, to be able to raise some capital? What are some resources that we might be able to share with them? So I'm, I'm going to give everyone, all your listeners here a, a free gift. If, are you interested? Are you okay if I over deliver and give a gift? Yes. Okay, Larry, if you're, if you're listening, uh, punch up russellwestcott.com slash script. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here's a resource that I'm going to give everybody here. It's a training video, and it's also a script of some of my magic words to do a discovery session. 
It's how I walk people through the process of having a conversation. So I only have conversations with people after they've become a good lead and they've raised their hand and they say, I'm interested in talking further to you. Most people at that time will sit there and go, oh, well, I got to send them over my PowerPoint deck and I got to send them over all the numbers. I don't send any presentations to anybody until I actually have to have a conversation with them in a discovery session. And that script and that training video is how I have a conversation with people. And I need, they need to tell me, I need to know a, a few answers and I need to know some information. But more importantly, I need to know why they want to do it and I need to know that I can help them. And they actually have to give me permission to send them an information package that I can help them. Oh. Okay, I, I do not present an opportunity to anybody until they've given me permission. Now, but think about it from a second. They've given me permission to present to them. They've already starting to sell themselves, right? Um, and one of the things I'm also looking for and I'm listening for is what are their most important things? Like, you know, maybe they want to travel the world and their favorite place is Italy and they uh, love uh, the food and the culture and the wine and stuff like that. Okay, I'm going to take my presentation and take a guess what colors I'm going to make my presentation. It's going to be the colors of Italy. It's going to have pictures of wine and pictures of pastas and spaghettis and traveling. And, and I want, I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm resonating with why they want to invest with me. And then I make a presentation that can help fulfill what they're looking for. Because during that discovery session, I may, I may come out and find out that I just can't help you. I really can't. And uh, that's okay. No problem. And uh, that's all good. So that resource that uh, you're going to get is a, is a, a, you can download a script. So it's russellwestcott.com slash script. And you can get a, um, a free um, checklist of some of the magic words and the questions I ask in my discovery session. I love it. I love it. And you, so 900 speaking presentations means that there is a heck of a lot of resources out there for people to connect with like-minded investors. Is that a great resource for people that you started out? You know, we met Don Campbell. What were some of your early ways to be able to continue to stay motivated within the real estate industry? Yeah, actually, it's interesting as I just created a brand new presentation and it's the first time I've ever created this presentation. Interesting to know that if I had a shot over here of my bookcase, on my bookcase, I have more resources and more training materials on communication and public speaking than I do on real estate investing. And, and, the, pre and the presentation I put together is the number one skill that you need to master in order to grow and scale your real estate business by more than 50%. And it's something that came from Warren Buffett. And he said the art and the skill of public speaking and communicating will grow your business by more than 50%. So early on, I made the conscious decision by when I would go to a conference and I would watch the people on stage and I'd say, who are the players and who are the leaders in this room? Like, think about it. Everybody's watching this, guys. You will sit there and you will go, if you go to a conference, two people, there's two groups of people that will see about leaders. The person that's typically on the stage doing a presentation or on the breaks there's um, usually one person in the middle and they're surrounded by seven or eight other people. And that one person in the middle is doing a little presentation. And the person on the stage is doing a little presentation. So I made, the, I made the conscious decision that I need to learn how to deliver a message and a presentation to other people. Now, that has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do is because this is not natural to me. I am as painfully shy and an introvert as you will ever meet. For me to stand up in front of a room full of 1,500, 2,000 people and deliver 900 presentations is very difficult. It is very difficult. This is something that just is not easy. But here's the cool thing is I've done the work. I've put the miles in. I've done the reps. I've had crappy presentations and I've had ones that just got standing ovations. But yeah. I make a commitment that that's the number one skill that I need to master in order for my business to keep moving forward because the greater I deliver a presentation and the more people I can inspire to move, to keep moving forward, people come and they get attracted to me. And that's what grows your business is becoming a leader. And then you eventually become a leader to inspire other people to become leaders themselves. Sorry for going off a little bit there. No, <laughs> I'm taking a moment there because, you know, many people will be like, well, I've got this great deal. Um, and, and I'm looking for a joint venture partner for it. And I was like, you know, you already are attracting people by walking through the door and showing up in the mode that you're showing up. 
and it's how you present yourself. Um, I heard somebody the other day, and this was like an aha to the next level of me. He said he met his newest business partner. She was on stage before he was. So I said, you're both on stage. So you have to get to that level to be on stage. And she attracted her largest partner, who was one of the speakers. So sometimes we want to be able to attract the next level, but we have to realize that we have we are we have to become the same as that that other person. Yeah, I call it it's it's a process called model and modify is what I really so so here, here I'm going to give you guys a little bit of some sorry if I go down a, a sub teaching for a second here. It, it's a lot of people will sit there and go, well, I don't know what my voice is. What is my true authentic voice? Like, what do I teach and what do I share? And and, and that's a process I went through very beginning. Like I, I studied, you know, I was surrounded by very powerful speakers, you know, Don R. Campbell's of the world and all the people that were coming out, you know, Richard Dolan's, all those people. And what I would do is I would model and I would watch what those people would do, how they present, how they con- connect with an audience, how they do that. And I study things. I actually study, you know, Jerry Seinfeld. I watch, every time I watch a movie, I watch how somebody, when I go to a concert and I see Mick Jagger strutting across the stage, like, how is he controlling the audience? Chris Martin with Coldplay. How is he connecting with 30,000 people out there right now? And that's what I actually, I don't go to listen to the concert. I watch how it's, a, it's the human connection. So that every place there's an opportunity to study. So I would watch, I would, mod, I would model what they do, and then I would modify for my style, okay? And then here's what I would do. I would do the reps. I would train. I would practice. I actually have this whole thing of Facebook Live. I just started launching my live broadcast show in the last couple months. And um, for a year, I had my own little private group. And the, in my private group, I was, a, I was the only person in it. And I would practice going live in there of delivering a presentation to Facebook Live. Even though I've done stage presentations, over 900, not, actually 903 of them, to be really specific. Okay. Good, because uh, I was, I was going <laughs> to call you out on that. Yeah. So that's what, uh, I, I've done that. So I, I would go into that private Facebook group, which I'm the only person in it. And I would practice and I would do the reps and I would, I actually hired a coach earlier and I've heard multiple coaches on vocal presence, on how to deliver, how you move your body, how you connect, how do you make eye contact with a camera? Most people sit there and they look down here, but we need to make connection with with the person you're talking to. And there's just certain things, you know, and you could sit there and go between you, me and the fence post. This is a skill you can learn. I actually just did something that's called the Scooby-Doo, where you sit there and you learn, lean in, and you look both ways, and you're telling them a secret, right? We just connected. I leaned in. I can almost guarantee people watching this sat there probably got a little closer to their screen, okay? There is just ways that you can move your body, the ways that you can say things, the way that you come across that just help move people forward. And you mind if I share one final acronym, or, or are we going too long? No. Go. Okay. I, I have I have say in this. Here's my framework of how I deliver every single presentation. So guys, if you're writing it down, write down the acronym FIRE. F-I-R-E. Okay, the F stands for feeling. How do you want people to feel after you've had a presentation or you've delivered a message to them? Okay, it's a feeling. So for example, here today, what I want people to feel is I want people to feel fired up. I want people to feel inspired. I want people to feel that they're encouraged. I want people to feel that this is a safe place that you can come to Mandy's uh, show and she has the best of the best of the guests. That's a feeling I have here. My intention here is 100% to serve, to deliver, to come at a, from a higher purpose, to just be somebody that's... A, inspiration to others. So that's I is intention. R is reflect, reflect upon. So what do you want people to think about? After today, what I want people to think about is maybe I need to dust off my public speaking skills. Maybe I need to uh, learn and invest in myself and get a good coach to learn how to process of becoming a joint venture master. Looking at Mandy here as, as an example of somebody who's a master at that. So R is reflect upon, and E is execution. What do you want people to do at the end of your presentation? Okay, feeling, intention, reflection, execution. Okay, now let me give a, can I give a real estate example too? 
Yes. Okay. When I walk in and I'm dealing with my mortgage broker, I, before I go make a presentation with my mortgage broker to deliver them an investment package for financing, think about it. Feeling. What feeling do I want them to have? I want them to have a feeling that this person's got their stuff together. I want them actually, here's the feeling I want when I'm done with my presentation, my investment package. I want my mortgage broker to physically do this. Yes. An easy one. Confident. And, and well, but I want them to say this is an easy one because what does an easy one mean to a mortgage broker typically? Is that they will get paid for it, right? Because <laughs> they'll get funded. So that's the feeling. And intention I have is I want to do all their work for them. I want my investment package to be on the top of the pile. That is my intention. What I want them to think about, I want them to think about that maybe the market I'm looking at, and uh, let's just say it's Leduc, Alberta, and they never thought about that. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on in Leduc, Alberta right now. And then execution, what's the execution? Is I want them to, to approve my mortgage application. So that's the FIRE analogy, F-I-R-E. I'm making more notes here than I thought I would, which is awesome. You know, the one thing I want to be able to point out is, you know, from 20 years ago, you weren't practicing Facebook Lives. But yet today, in this world, in this landscape of being able to uh, attract people and talk, I think it's essential. You're going to have come in and be like, hey, I've got this great turnkey duplex. Now you need to be able to, as well, partner with that presentation side of it and be online. So are you integrating that into everybody's stuff is online videos? Well, interesting. Uh, would, are you, would you like a little fun story here, Mandy? Yes. So actually, guys, time out. That's actually another teaching I'm going to give you is learn how to tell a good story. People, people learn more from stories. Okay, so here's the quick story. And it's funny how real this is and how, how, how recent it is. This morning on my Facebook feed, you know, when you get in Facebook, this happened three years ago or whatever. Yes, like a memory. A memory, yes. Three years ago today is when I published my first video online. That was three years ago today. So here's, and fast forward three years, I've now produced over 200 hours of content. Yesterday alone, we did over six hours of training video content for different, different things. So here's what I'm here to tell you is not to impress you, but I'm here to impress upon you. But if you do the work each and every day, you will eventually over time get the result. Now, some of you might be going, well, Russell, you've had the experience of being on live stage and presentations. I have a great fear about doing live, about doing a live video and shooting videos, do, getting in front of a thousand people and connecting with the an audience and feeding off an audience is 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 a different experience than standing here by yourself in your studio looking at yourself in a camera and making and cr creating a video those are completely different experiences and i had a lot of fear and i had so many outtakes and just i i just was i was grinding away and eventually i just said you know what there's people that need to hear this there are people that need to hear this message I have been blessed by so many amazing people and mentors and people that have trained me. And if you've been blessed, you need to be a blessing to others. Whoa, so, like so what, so Russell, stop being so sort of bloody selfish and having all that information you have inside of you, start sharing that with more people. So I've, I, I said, get over it. Forget about how you look and how goofy you look. Get out there, share your message, inspire others and help other people move forward. Yeah, I think some of my biggest feedbacks are the videos where I share that I've had a foundation that's falling in, that I've had problem after problem, that you know I've had an issue with a joint venture, and it creates this realness. Like you're just authentic. You're so you know you're speaking from a place of doing yourself. You're not you're not teaching something that is you know out of a out of a textbook. You've walked the walk and. Uh, Russell, I like you are an inspiration to me. You are a, you'll continue to be a teacher um, in my world. And so I want to say, please keep putting out that content because you're definitely um, sharing it. Your ripple effect of Russell is continuing to to spread further than you. And um, and so thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Hey, hey, so I sure hope you enjoyed this conversation. Once again, Mandy and Larry, thank you very much for the invitation to be on your show. I'm always honored to serve, always honored to help inspire people to take things up to the next level. So what was your biggest takeaway? 
What was your key learning insight from listening to this conversation? Was it listening to uh, some of the mistakes that were made? Was it maybe hearing the fire analogy once again about the feeling, intention, reflect upon an execution on delivering a communication, delivering your message, delivering public speaking? Or maybe it was about just how do you present uh, a, a real estate investment opportunity to another person? So I sure hope you enjoyed it. I sure hope you took a lot of notes. And um, guys, as I mentioned in the opening segment to today's conversation, is there is a tremendous amount of more content coming. As a matter of fact, I was just sitting down opening up my spreadsheet about things. I'm, I'm booking out interviews and I'm booking out content. I actually have. So this is going to be released in um, September 2021. And I've actually got until December already planned out, booked out interviews. And we're talking some interviews I'm going to have is going to be with some heavy hitters, some people that have, you know, more than 2000 properties, people that have uh, purchased billion dollar portfolios, some major heavy hitters. Plus, I'm also challenging my team and myself to get some um, some major players to get more conversation, more in-depth conversation. Plus, I also want to really deepen the conversation that I'm having with a lot of the people. I don't want just the the pedestrian, you know, how are you? Who are you? What do you do? Tell me what's going on. I want to get really deep. I want to get deep into the story. I want to get deep into the challenge. I want to get deep into the struggle. I want to get, I want to tell both sides the story. I want to tell the side of the story of the success, but more important than the success, I want to talk about the struggle that people went through in order to build their portfolio. So that's really the depth that I want to get to. And on top of that, I also mentioned about the real estate influencer program that is being fleshed out as we go. I'm probably going to just release it and teach it as I go. So for the first people that are going to be going through it, it'll be a beta group and you will get that uh, first access. So pay attention to either the podcast, YouTube, or if you're on my email list, you'll get first access to be the beta group to go through it. And I'll present it as we go along and I'll be refined and keep improving it. But it really, the main intention is to take somebody who has their real estate strategies in place. They know where they invest, they know what they invest, and they'll take it to the next level on your influence. How do you communicate your message? How do you get more attention? How do you get more eyeballs on your business? How do you get more traffic in your business? How do you convert that? How do you set up your CRMs? How do you put your website together? How do you get your Instagram, LinkedIn? How do you post multiple things and become a real estate influencer? So more details to come. Okay, guys, loving the process, having a fun time with uh, the creative juices are flowing right now. It is September 2021. It's like back to school time and I'm ready to get back to school. Okay, gang, until the next one. You know how we end off each and every one of these podcast episodes and every interaction you have with another person. Always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now.